Amen. Say this morning. We cannot hide them from God. When they will cover our sins. Psalm 69, verse 5. Psalm 69, verse 5. Oh God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. David, a man who feared God and enjoyed him, he knew that it is foolishness to hide one's sins. Psalm 19 now. Psalm 19. 12 to 13. 12 to 13. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. We cannot understand all errors. We only to plead with God to cleanse us from all our secret sins, which we may not know, but they are not hidden from God. But those who commit sin willfully, after they have known this truth, the Bible says there's no more sacrifice for sins for such people. Hebrews 10, 26. Hebrews 10, 26. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. So you see the danger of committing sin willfully. When we have known this truth, no more sacrifice for sins. These people cannot say, Lord, cleanse me. Oh, my sin, Because you know the error. You know the sin you have committed. It was willful. Let's hear what the Spirit of God is saying in Job 20, verse 5. Job 20, verse 5. That the triumphing of the wicked is short, and the joy of the hypocrite, but for a moment. This means that, from what you have just read now, no matter how long believers in Christ hide their sins from men, and from even servants of God. Or no matter how long they continue in hypocrisy. It is only for a short time. And for a moment. Because someday. That sin. That hypocrisy. Will be brought into the limelight for all to know. That sin. That hypocrisy, someday will be known known to a servant. Ananias and Sapphira, in the early church, never knew that day was the day appointed when their sin of hypocrisy will be exposed by the spirit of truth, ruling the early church. Now, let's read Isaiah 47, 10 to 11. 10 to 11. For thou hast trusted in thy wickedness, Thou hast said, none seeth me. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it hath perverted thee. And thou hast said in thine heart, I am and none else beside me. Therefore shall evil come upon thee. Thou shalt not know from whence it, it riseth. And mischief shall, come, shall fall upon thee. And thou shalt not be able to put it off. And desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. Believers in Christ 
who continue in their wickedness or in their stubbornness toward the spirit of truth is saying to a true church, or who continue in their hypocrisy, they often say in their hearts that no one sees them or that no one knows what they do in the secret. But they fail to realize that someday destruction, desolation, and evil shall suddenly come upon them. And this desertion may lead to the untimely death of some believers in Christ, because the mercy of God must have departed from them. But if before this judgment comes upon them, they confess and forsake their sin or their wickedness, then they will receive mercy from God. Proverbs 28, 30. Proverbs 28, 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. That's the promise of God for those who confess and forsake their sins. But if they go back to the sins or that wickedness which they have confessed and promised to forsake, the worst thing will surely befall them. John 5, 14. John 5, 14. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said, said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. That's the danger of going back to the sin where you don't forsake. And when that worst thing comes upon that person, we go back to that sin. That person will call upon the Lord. He not go answer. He will seek the Lord. He not go. He not go find him. Instead, God will laugh at them. God will mock at them. When fear grip them, because of that desolation, or that evil will come upon them. So. Proverbs 1, 26, 29. Proverbs 1, 26. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a wild wind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. The stubborn among the people of God often despise the kindness and the patience of God towards them. And say so they continue their stubbornness to this truth. God is very slow in executing his judgment. And people take advantage of that long suffering of God and begin to continue in their stubbornness and rebellion. Because they are despising what? The kindness and what? And the patience of God. In spite of all the kindness and favor, where God they show some people, either true man or through the church, they will never learn righteousness. Jeremiah 6. Read 28 to 30. Jeremiah 6, 28 to 30. They are all grievous revolters, walking with slanders. They are brass 
and iron. They are all corruptors. The bellows are burned. The lead is consumed of the fire. The founder melted in vain, for the wicked are not plucked away. Reprobate silver shall men call them, because the Lord has rejected them. May the Lord not reject any one of us. Amen. Because of stubbornness. That's the word or truth they come, which is fire. But the sin will not be purged. People will go look at them. They will see, say, glory of God don't depart from them. The pity of God will not come up for their life. But we have a God that is so full of mercy and compassion. And so he no one the death of any wicked person or sinner. He wants his people to live and to prosper and be in good death. He wants their souls also to prosper into the kingdom of heaven. And so he, God, in each dispensation, he sets up a watchman over his chosen people in his true house, whose pillar is the truth. Ezekiel 33. Ezekiel 33. Verse 7. Verse 7. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. Read verse 11. Verse 11. Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? That's why he set a watchman to watch over the souls of the, of his, of the flock of God. And that's why the flock to advise. The flock will be saying, this watchman, they watch over their soul. Holy Spirit advise them. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. 13, 17. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. The watchman is so important to God, and is asking his Lord to submit themselves, Abby, that watchman, so that they will not be able to give account with grief in their hearts, with pain in their hearts concerning you. See, it's not profitable for you. And the watchman, too, in watching over these souls, we're going to warn the flock through prophecies that God puts into his mouth. He begins to reprove them and to instruct them to do what is right in the sight of God. He will begin to correct them, correct them of their wrongdoings, and also to make known unto them the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, so that their souls may prosper into the kingdom of heaven. That is the duty of this watchman. And this prophecy that God puts into the mouth of the watchman must surely come to pass. Let's read Ezekiel 33. Ezekiel 33, th verse 33. 33. And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet had been among them. Luke 22, verse 31. Verse 31. Yes. And the Lord said, 
Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. That was a warning from Jesus to whom? To Simon, but it came in form of what? Prophecy. And did it not come to pass? It came to pass. So Jesus cried with this side that watchman. Now they speak through him. Peter broke down in deep penitence and wept when he remembered the word of prophecy. And so, when the hearts of those who are the feet of God condemned them as they hear the warning from God to them, let them know that God, who is greater than their hearts, is the one condemning them. And so what God wants from those people where they are, they condemn so. It's a broken and a contrite spirit and heart. Just as Peter did. Psalm 51, 17. Psalm 51, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. That's all that God wants from his people. When he puts his word into the mouth of the watchman, Ezekiel 33, 8 to 9. Ezekiel 33, 8 to 9. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. See the danger that a watchman also faces. Because he has committed the flock into his hands. He has asked the watchman, say, take warning from me and give to them. If the watchman now does not play his own part, he's in trouble. Isaiah 58, verse 1. Isaiah 58, verse 1. Verse 1. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Hmm. So the watchman that is set by God over his flock, his wound, not to spare the people, but to cry aloud and lift up his voice like a trumpet, warning people by showing them their sins and their transgressions. And so if any of the people of God does not repent of the iniquity or of their stubbornness after being warned or often being warned, then that believer in Christ will die in his iniquity and a blood shall be upon him, his own head. The watchman has delivered his own soul. The blood will not be required at the hand of the watchman because you don't tell them, you don't want. It's not left for you to take to that one or not. And all the righteousness with that biblical Christ they do will, will no longer be remembered. That's the, that's the danger in it. Ezekiel 3, 4 and 13. Verse 4. Then whosoever... Whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet 
and taketh not warning. If the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. When I, say, when I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live, if he trusts to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousnesses shall not be remembered. But for his iniquity that he had committed, he shall die for it. The chosen people of God cannot continue in the sin of rebellion or stubbornness and expect the righteousness of God imputed upon them by Jesus to abound. No. And so the doctrine of one saved, saved forever is not of Christ and it's not of God. It's another doctrine of the devil to make people to be comforted in their sin. Eternal life is a gift. As written in Romans 6.23, he said, the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ. So eternal life is a gift. And if it's a gift, it can be what? Forfeited or lost. So if you do not hold fast to eternal life, by patient continuance and well-doing, you will lose it. Wait in Romans 2 talk, Romans 2, 7. Let's read it. Romans 2. Seven, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. Until when you enter heaven, you know, ah, I've received eternal life. Look at what you look at, Revelation 3.11. Revelation 3.11. Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. What is that in says you will fast? Eternal life. Don't let any man take your eternal life. A man that will entice you to committing sin, then go and lose your eternal life. Avoid such a man. If you don't say the words where they come out from your mouth are poisonous. They are not identifying your soul. Adam and Eve in the garden, they did not hold fast to eternal life. Give it to them in the garden of Eden. And so Satan in his cattiness, took away their crown of eternal life and were cast out of the garden. So we must jealously guide this gift of what? Eternal life. Don't rest on the Father. I don't call to the truth. Are you working at your salvation with your trebly? That's the issue. Then mass, a co-labor with Paul, ordained unto eternal life. His name was written in heaven, in the book of eternal life, Then mass. But Demas loved the present with more than eternal life. And so he lost it. What shall he profit a man? If you gain what? And lose your soul. That was the case of Demas. The love of the present world now be the major magneto where they pull children of God away from eternal life. Believers in Christ, many of them, they are in friendship with the world today. God, they do not think about eternal life at all. And they are ignorant of the fact that their names can be blotted out of the book of life. They don't know that. Because the doctrine of once they say forever, they don't preach unto them. They can live anyhow. They don't care. In a true house of God, where the spirit of truth is ruling and reigning, no sin can be covered or hidden. Someday that sin will be exposed. Because it's a true church. God no one any sin for in church. 
You don't want any spoiling and blemish to defile in church. That's why you must bring it to the open someday. Joshua 7. Joshua 7. Verse 1. Verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in their cursed thing. For Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zara, of the tribe of Judah, took of their cursed thing. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. The sin of Achan brought anger of God against the whole congregation. Then look at 10 to 13 now. Joshua 7, 10. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of their cursed thing, and have also stolen, and dissembled also, and they have put, put it even among their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, mm. except you destroy their accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus said the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. God addressed not only Canaan, he addressed the whole what? The whole congregation. The sin of one man don't affect the whole of Israel. So if you say you see sin, you cover him. You are part of the, when punishment comes, you will be partaker of it too. And so a congregation will be say, one Achan did there cannot stand before enemy invasion. You open the door of that church to demons to invade. So you see the danger of hiding sin when you know about it. Now, 24 to 26, what did it happen to Achan by himself now? 24, 24 to, 26. to 26. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver and, and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his uh, tent and all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. You see, say God knows Pekin and all the entire household. All in property, all in blessedness, all whatever is acquired, all went down the drain. God destroyed. Children were affected. See the danger of sin, covering your sin, hiding your sin. He said, Achan was stoned to death, and that can't appease the anger of God. He can't, uh -huh, I don't do well. So if you be a finance, God will be pleased with you. Don't say, I don't want to fear. I mean, they will hear this. Your father's house, 
they, somebody they commit sin, you know. He won't open the door for demon to invade you in your own house and in the church. You don't say follow, the demon will follow you go to your house now. Because you remember the body of the, of the church. Then things would happen to every home in, the, in every family. We don't know say now the same where somebody come into the church. We hide. Do you know about it? So the secrecy of any member of a true church can bring the wrath of God upon that true church. And the church may suffer terrible consequences of this sin. That's why the Spirit of Truth recommends excommunication of any every member of the church. After the sins they committed in this case, must have been exposed by the Spirit of Truth. First Corinthians 5. First Corinthians 5. 1 to 2 and 13. 1 to 2. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. But them that are without, God judgeth. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Let's examine ourselves. Let us turn to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We are grateful to you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that convicts us of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness. Lord, we also thank you for your word of truth that is meant to do the work of purging and cleansing in our lives. Heavenly Father, we ask, O oh God, that your word that has come for today, let it be a mirror through which, Lord, we will see ourselves. And as we see ourselves, O oh Lord, in the mirror of your word, give us the grace to break down in penitence. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May we not hide our sins because we can never hide it from you. Someday, sometime, it shall be uncovered. Lord, we ask, O oh God, for mercy today. As we cry to you for mercy, O oh Lord, may we find mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus. May we not be stubborn and rebellious in our sin. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, hear and answer this prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 